In our responsorial psalm tonight, we hear, The Lord will guard us as a shepherd guards his flock. Now, I've only been priesting for a year and a few months, but there is such joy in the heart of a shepherd to go to war for his kids. And personally, as a sheep in the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas, I have been so profoundly inspired and grateful for the shepherd that Jesus has given the Church of Northeast Kansas. The Lord will guard us as a shepherd guards his flock. It has been so inspiring to see Archbishop and to see Father Brian, our pastor here at St. Michael's, preach unabashedly, courageously the gospel of life, knowing that, they would re- that it would be often received on deaf ears, knowing often that it would be rejected, that they would be mocked and ridiculed, and yet preaching it joyfully, humbly, and zealously, regardless of whether or not it was in season or out of season. We have much to be grateful for as the church here at St. Michael the Archangel and the Church of Northeast Kansas, not least of which is that we get to be reminded of what this passage actually is telling us in the gospel today. The Lord will guard us how? As a shepherd guards his flock. We have had a front row seat to see some very courageous shepherds going to war for their flock. And the battle continues. The battle is not over, it's only begun. And so praise God that Jesus reminds us here the day after the loss of the value of the both amendment that he will guard us as a shepherd guards his flock. How does the shepherd guard his flock? With courage, with compassion, with mercy, with gentleness, but also with boldness, with a willingness to lay down his life that his people might live. And so Jesus guards us in this way. This is so beautiful to be reminded of this in the first reading. The Lord God tells us through the prophet Jeremiah, I will restore you and you shall be rebuilt. Brothers and sisters, this loss is not the end. It's simply a new beginning. It's a new beginning with a God who shepherds us with courage, with compassion, with mercy, and with gentleness. A God who has come to restore the hearts of his children again and again and again and again. He is a faithful God, even when his children are not. And so we turn to the gospel, and what do we hear in the gospel today? This woman cries out to Jesus, and she says, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter, or perhaps my state, is tormented by a demon. And it would seem that Jesus didn't respond right away. And what did this woman do? She kept fighting. She kept praying. She kept calling out to the living God to take pity on her. And moved by her compassion, moved by her love, moved by her faith, Jesus brought to her and to her household healing. And so we gather in the humble confidence of his protection, of his presence, and of his merciful love, not just for the people who voted yes on the Value Them Both Amendment, but for every Kansan. And we give the Lord Jesus permission to renew within our hearts a greater thirst for holiness, a greater thirst to be won by the power of his mercy, a greater thirst to be saints. Because, brothers and sisters, in order for the battle to continue to wage well in this, our state, we have to become holy, and we have to go out on mission. 
Now is not the time to circle the wagons and batter down the hatches. Now is the time to shout the gospel from the rooftops and to even more faithfully and zealously allow Jesus to penetrate our own hearts that we might live as his living images and witnesses in the culture today. I hope, if nothing else, that we got a wake-up call last night that we are a church who is on mission. The church is at her best when she is little, when she is called to go out and to engage the children of this generation in the humble confidence of our God's love for us. And so he now gives us everything in this Mass in giving us the heart of his Son. Brothers and sisters, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Our God is for us, and he gives us everything in giving us the heart of Jesus. In Jesus, we find life, we find mercy, we find victory in what matters most. And so we pray for the grace to receive Jesus well. We pray for the grace to allow him to convict our hearts. We we give him permission to continue to strengthen within us with ever greater fervor and resolve, faithfulness to his gospel of life. And we pray for the grace to carry him well into this culture, this culture that has voted no to the gospel of life. We pray to witness well to him, even in the face of death itself, knowing that he is a good shepherd who fights for his children, who goes to war for them, who guards them as a good shepherd guards his flock.